PJ Zuko fired up <laughs> about everything. You look, yeah. you, you're not on on Mondays. It's your it's it, it's your day of rest. Because my man's talking NASCAR on Sundays. Try to be. It is your day of rest. Yeah. And so, man, PJ Zuko is fired up here to talk some college football. Listen, we're back on Facebook. Let's go. Facebook is back. Rumors of its demise were greatly exaggerated. Absolutely. Did, did, <laughs> Even did though y'all, the y'all, impact to Mark Zuckerberg's wallet have not been greatly exaggerated. Six yeah. billion dollars. Good night. That's rough. Did y'all's Vine come back up? Because mine, thankfully, it, Vine, Vine's still dead. Oh. <laughs> I checked it. I, I, I thought it was say. working fine. Talking about fine, TikTok? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know. I was just messing around. Yeah, Vine, Vine's been dead, PJ. RIP. Bad joke. Hey, look, late. you're a little rusty. You've, Too soon still. You've been off, you you've been off for a day. We're, we're back. And you got, you got a big game coming up this weekend. Oh, yeah. Top I can't, four matchup. Can't wait for that. That's oh, going to be oh, Penn State, thing. Iowa, baby. Oh, wait till Iowa. you guys hear this. What? Oh, God. What? Hear what? So, this is like the first time ever, I think. I, I don't know. It might be. Oh, no. It's not 3.30. It's not 6.30. It's not. Right? It's at 4. Yes, sir. Kickoff's at 4. You know what they're hoping for? Is they moved it to four. I guarantee you this is the reason. They're hoping it's the same scenario as last week where the 3.30 CBS game that everybody's watching is already over. Yeah, it gets over. Yeah. In 30 minutes, yeah. right? They're hoping that Georgia-Auburn's 21 to nothing and everyone will just be like, all right, that's over. Let's go watch Penn State-Iowa. So true. Yeah, and then all of a sudden your, your game becomes like insanely insanely better than, than it would have in the first place. But I think a battle of what, two of the top ten, five two defenses? Two top five teams. Yeah. Defenses. Oh, uh, defenses, yeah, yeah. Has to be. I mean, at least top 10. Yeah. Definitely top five. Iowa's got one of the best defense. I'll say this Iowa's got one of the best secondaries. Yeah. Right. In college football. Penn State's got one of the best defenses, period, in college football. So is this where game day I'd is? I agree. No. What? That's a whole other talking point. But, where is but game let, day? Let me, let, me, let me finish my thought, though. I mean, like, so, so Penn State, Iowa's getting uh, kicked off at 4 o'clock, uh-huh. right? Guess, uh, guess where your boy will be. I mean, you were on a boat last weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> or but two I, weekends but the, ago. The good thing is we got back in time before the game started. Well, no, that was Villanova. We actually didn't watch that. But no, All right, no, no, so no. hold on. Let me try to figure this out. Yeah. Saturday, 4 o'clock. Saturday in the fall. Oh, no. In the fall. Oh, no. Ah. I know what this is. Yeah. Cam, do you want to guess where PJ's going to be at 4 o'clock this Saturday? Out of our top four matchup, this is bad. It nah. is. Because where? it's like it's something you talk about. You're going to be at a damn wedding. Yeah. I'm gonna oh, be, my God. Even worse oh, than that, I'm going to be yeah, in bad. a wedding. Yeah, so bad. like, there's no checking your phone mid mid thing or anything like that. Check it right right I'm, before and right going, after. Uh, we're gonna get you no. like an FBI Bluetooth headset, <laughs> and so you can listen at least. I can't wait. Just put, put on, on the because um, I mean no. Like, okay, so wait, no, hold on. Let's, let's talk about the this. right no, ear. I'll be no. Fine. I was about to say. Let's talk about this. So you've. I'm assuming you've already done a rehearsal. No rehearsals. Well, that that's another thing, right? Rehearsals this Friday. I won't be there. I think typically, the, <laughs> typically the groom's on the right. Yes. And so you will be standing on the right facing in, so your right ear would then be away from the audience. Exactly. Are you the best man? No. So you're not responsible for rings. Right. You just have to stand there and smile. Yep. <laughs> AirPod. We'll put, I, I know, remember in high school when girls would put the makeup on their headphones mm-hmm. so they couldn't see the headphones? Wow. We'll, we'll go to a, and if there are any ladies listening we, or gentlemen who wear makeup, we could absolutely use help with this. I know we have a lot of TV people that listen. For sure. We need to get your correct skin tone of your ear. And we'll get that AirPod in there. Yeah. And we'll just, we'll, we'll color it with that makeup. All about it. And you can listen. Who's the, uh, who are the voices of Penn State? Oh, I don't know. 
Okay, well, I mean, then you could yeah. listen to them, or you could just like <laughs> on your phone, just have the Fox Tune broadcast, broadcast. pulled yeah. up and just have it in your phone and have an AirPod in. So you got to make sure your AirPods don't die, because if your AirPods die, it's just going to revert back to phone audio. Yeah, and done. so what you don't yeah. want is like. And now we will say our vows to his job. Oh, we're at the ten. Don't jump the touchdown. <laughs> Which would be outstanding. Yeah, that would be incredible. You for, probably don't want that. For everyone, but but the because I mean, could you think of a worse yeah. person in that situation to have? And I love Doug Johnson, but could you think of a worse play-by-play guy to have that happen with? Because Doug Johnson, no one gets louder. No, no, no. And and he, is he going to be on that, or is he going to be, be on the uh, as excited is, as ever? Is he going to be on the Texas broadcast? He better not be in the Texas Texas broadcast. OU. And that's that's Texas what I was going to tell but you. Is guys. that where Big yeah. Noon? Is that where Big Noon Saturday is? I think because Big Noon Saturday uh, is yes. Fox's version of Game Day. Yeah, that's. But is that where they're going to be? I can't imagine they would send Gus and. I can't imagine they'd send yeah, them Gus to, Johnson, you to can't, Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, that's what game. Yeah, game day is. Yeah. I mean, game day is going to be there. Yeah, but what about most big likely, noon Saturday? big noon kickoffs going to be there because I, well, I don't know. It alternates, right? Is it is it Fox's broadcast this year or is it ESPN's? It's a Not Fox sure. broadcast. That's why. Well, it's there a you four. go. Then then yeah, they'll be there. But maybe it's like the Okie Doke where you have big noon kickoff there. You have, you know, leading up to your Fox game there at noon. But it's oh hey by the way it's our second tier broadcast team yeah. our first tier broadcast teams you know well, at the also, top like, five matchup it, in it Iowa. could make it it could make it hard like <laughs> if you're at the game and then going to broadcast I know Herbstreit already did it like this past weekend they were at Georgia and then broadcast at Georgia at noon yeah that could be tough to get like their guys and then do their elite broadcast of a noon kick yeah yeah so I yeah I really hope you AirPod it AirPod dies. And then Gus Johnson is just screaming incredible. at you. That'd be incredible. While Penn I would State laugh. has a pick six. Well, I would be like I'd be going crazy, but I, w- I would also like look up and chuckle, and then get kicked out of the wedding. Like, well, other thing you have funny? to avoid. Other thing you have to avoid is reactions. Yeah. So you can't look like super mad. Right. When your boy, your favorite quarterback, the most confident quarterback in college football, is a little overconfident. Did you throw a favorite in there? Because couldn't be farther from the truth. My. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. But when you're the most confident quarterback in college football, throws an interception yeah. to Iowa, which is going to happen. Yeah, at if least you're, one. If, if you want a prop bet, Iowa secondary is phenomenal, and they're ball mm-hmm. hawks. And my man Sean Clifford likes to throw the football to the other team a little bit. so He's already getting tuned up. I, I don't yeah. think he had thrown an, an interception this year, and then he threw one to Indiana last week. Perfect. So, so he's ready. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, he's go- there's going to be an interception this week. So yeah. was this game supposed to be at 12? I, I think it? the conversation was – this was the best game in the Fox catalog, uh-huh. and they start putting those at noon. But you also have a game in Oklahoma and Texas that's always at noon. Yeah, like that's going to kick off at noon no matter what. So you, so they're trying mm-hmm. to spread out their viewership a little bit. Because it says, yeah, the big noon kickoff goes back on the road weeks five and six. Michigan and Wisconsin was last week, but it yep. says Penn State, Iowa at four. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Gus Johnson. So yeah, you got Gus, baby. Wow. They're not there, and they're not going to be at the uh, the Texas State Fair. Well, that's the interesting thing with them, though, too, is like they'll be they'll have a team at the Texas State Fair. I'm yeah. sure, like their game day, their quote unquote, you know, big noon kickoff will be there. But that like Gus Johnson isn't on big noon kickoff. I don't right. think so. That works out for them a little bit better than. Moral of the story: We're going to get you some blush. We're going to put it on an AirPod. I'm with it. Yeah. You're going to stick it in your ear, and you're going to be listening to the game while this is all going on. I mean, I guess the positive thing is you're in the wedding, but typically the ceremony is 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Tops. And, and these, like, 
Love, so, my, lo, lo, love my boy and, and their relationship, everything. But as far as I know, this is not going to be an overly complicated wedding. Sure, you know and then, like, I mean? and then, but you do have like post the post ceremony responsibilities where you have to like walk in with one of the bridesmaids into the yeah. reception, right. uh, and then you're not a best man, so you don't have to give a speech. So you're done. Yeah. After you walk in, you're done. So you can go hide in a corner and watch. Exactly. Just so, sit up. At what the table time does this eat? wedding kick off? Are you? Are you ready? Four. Are you ready to hear it? Son of a gun. Four o'clock. Who in the hell does that? That's if your friend's listening to this right now, <laughs> no, I, we got beef. Yeah. If your friend's listening to this right now, what's and where is this local? Uh, now you don't have to give me a city. Just give me like a vicinity. Oh, it's it's local. It's local. So they're in South Georgia. Yeah. Scheduling a wedding at four o'clock on a set. The hell's wrong with you? You're better than me. No I'll be idea, like, man, man. y'all. There mean, are three hundred and sixty-five hey. days. If you have to get married on a Saturday, there are what fifty-two weeks in a year. Am I mm-hmm. an idiot? Is it? It's fifty-two, yeah, right? Yeah, when it's, it's 50, not college football fifty-two season. weeks in a year. <laughs> yeah. We get like like minimum. We get twelve a year. We get twelve Saturdays a year to watch our team. That's all we need. We get twelve. So, you pick it. one of the other forty. Saturdays. Or pick a Absolutely. week when we're not playing somebody also, good. Also, you're getting married in early October in South Georgia. Oh, it'll be fall. Will it? Yeah, be, it depends on the day. No, it's going right? to be eight. No, be no, 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 no. You all <laughs> fell. You all fell for fake fall. Yeah. All of y'all fell for fake fall. That I saw. Cold no, fall. no. I saw. I went out. I saw the. I saw the. Uh, the. The. Not the it's plaid. Hot, man. Flannel. The flannel. Yeah, I saw yeah. all the flannels out there. Mm-hmm. I saw the long sleeves and the jeans and the boots. You yeah. all fell for fake fall. Uh, your boy hasn't been out of shorts. Except for when someone tells me I have to wear pants. Right. You fell for fake fall. Fall doesn't arrive until like mid-November in Georgia. And that's if you're lucky. Yeah. Right. It's going to be like 85 and muggy in the hottest part of the day. Yeah. I can't wait. What no, are y'all you're, you're doing? You're getting me even more amped. Yeah. No. Reschedule this thing. Reschedule this thing. How do you feel about this, though? He can't like, say in, that. In what manner? He in can't what, say in that. What he no. can't say how he. No, really I'm saying feels. how you feel about this about the game. No, what are his boys listening? He can't talk about the wedding. <laughs> I will say about like the game. He just gonna get a text like, "Don't worry about it." Right. This is the one <laughs> thing that can like, pull me out. I won't. Because like I, this is the one thing that can pull me out. Because like I lo- like I, I I don't know. I love weddings, dude. I, I, weddings I are don't a good know time. Else weddings are a good time. time. But PJ, if there's a wedding, and you know me, I know you're a Penn State fan. I almost let's, don't even want to check the score. But let's the talk about this weekend. But let's mood. talk about this weekend. Weddings are fun, but are weddings fun when you're sitting there thinking, like, man, I could be watching Oklahoma, Texas right now? Yeah. yeah. Dude, well, that's, I could, that's no, the bummer. At that same time, I could have another screen watching Arkansas Ole Miss right now. Right. 3 30, I could be watching Georgia Auburn. Well, it depends. I, I don't know. It depends. Last, last year, my other buddy had a wedding. On October third, what is wrong with your friend? Which 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 was a Saturday, and although like it was a fairly, I believe it was a fairly unimportant Saturday. Like the, there wasn't a lot of big there's games going no on or anything thing. like that. We have on. learned the past two weeks. There's no such thing. Very true. Although I will say that was like one of the best weddings, if not the best wedding I've been to. So I had a great time there. And well, probably I've never been to a was, wedding that was more fun than this past Saturday on my couch, <laughs> watching Oregon beat Stanford. I've never been to Lose a wedding. Lose to Stanford, you mean? Oh, yeah, losing to Stanford. Thank you. Yeah, yeah Cameron, that's a good thing. Don't worry about those. Which Can we point it out? Why is it always Stanford? Like, Oregon loses to two teams, right? Arizona, when they're bad, or Stanford. And Some, that's it. Uh, teams have mental blocks against other teams. It's insane. Yeah. Cer- certain teams are just the bugaboos. Oregon just organed it up. They, they did. They see did exactly coming. that. And see, that's, that's what I'm worried it's about. It's like Cam State mentioned it this, this past weekend. It's, and it almost happened. Is What is Oklahoma's? Kansas State, yeah, for whatever reason, yeah, and it, it doesn't matter. Weird. Coaches change, <laughs> players change, obviously. Like Darren Sproles back in the day beat Oklahoma. I like, get a very like 2012 
Notre Dame vibe from Oklahoma this year. Like they're going to win every game by six points, well, and then they're going to get throttled in the playoff. Too. I think they're going to drop too. They're going to lose some football games. Yeah, but moral of the story is, PJ's friends, don't get mad at PJ because this isn't his opinion. This is my opinion. The hell you doing? Yeah. The hell you doing? I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you because I mean, like you said, I can't say that. No, you can't. I can't. But the uh, hell are you doing? At least if you're going to do it, like, in the back of the wedding venue, what where, what what venue are you looking at here? Is it a barn, church, field? I haven't, I haven't been to it physically, um, but yeah, I'm not really sure. All right. So, I mean, if you're no, inside. I'm not even going to lie. I don't know. If you're inside, they could at least put Pretty a TV. Pretty sure it's inside. They could at least put a TV against the back wall. So, everybody else looking forward will see you guys, but at least, like, the groomsmen can look back and see the game yeah. over the wedding party. Right. It's ridiculous. This is that, why we need, those Google, we need those Google glasses to go ahead and take the next step so you can just be wearing glasses and watching the game yes. like in one of the lenses. That'd be incredible. We Have need that to go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and take the next step. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk some college football. Uh, we got to take a break because coming back next, I'm uh, going to catch up with Jeb Blazevich, former Georgia tight end. He's going to join the show, give us his thoughts on this offense. I mean, we, some absurd athletes playing tight end for Georgia right now. We'll talk to Jeb Blazevich about that. And then coming back, we'll finish wrapping up this weekend and take a look at some of the great games coming up that PJ won't be able to watch <laughs> this Saturday. All that coming up right here on Second Down. On his helmet and played the tight end position in the not-too-distant past. Joining us here, Jeb Blazevich. Jeb, thanks for taking the time, man. Thanks for having me on. Always fun time. And, man, just honestly a dream scenario start for Georgia undefeated, number two in the country, defense doing things we haven't seen done before uh, in terms of numbers. I know you're an offensive guy, but to me, watching those games on Saturday, it's almost as much fun to watch the defense than it is to watch the offense. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I don't know as an offensive mind how you can scheme around the individual talent that Georgia has on defense. It, it is an absolutely scary, scary matchup. Okay, so this is an interesting perspective because you played against uh, some pretty elite defensive lines in your day, i.e. the Alabamas and the Floridas and the uh, Auburns that have put just multiple guys in the league. When you look at so if you're a tight end going to play against that front seven where they can rotate eight guys on the defensive line who are going to be a nightmare to try to block, in your mind, what would be the kind of strategy you would have to go with just to create any kind of space and any kind of time for your quarterback? Well, that's a great question. I think – I'll use Auburn as a perfect example. They've always had one of the best defensive lines traditionally in the country. Um, and when we were playing them, it was always trying to get to the edge. Let's use our speed to our advantage. Um, let's make sure we outflank them with whether it's motions or um, some sort of even true shift. Of we're starting in this formation, then everybody is shifting to another formation. Um, just trying to get them on their toes, get them moving around, and trying to create any sort of leverage where we could. It's rare that you're going to try to line up and out-physical anybody and, and put more bodies and more gaps. Um, I think they're really going to have to start to move around pre-snap and try to get creative with the leverage on the outside. And I know everybody, whenever something goes wrong uh, with the offense, they like to first blame the quarterback, well, maybe the coach and then the OC, and then the quarterback gets blamed. And then after that, it's always the offensive line's fault. But uh, you're a pass catcher as well. How many times do we watch games and we think the quarterback's not doing his job, but in reality, sometimes teams just have guys that can't get open? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, it, it goes to scheme. It goes to individual talent. It goes to even who's healthy that week. Um, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that um, we find out after the fact, but we would never know going into the game. 
Um, and yeah, to your point, coverage sacks are a real thing, and it's something that we would talk about and we would track on our defensive side. Um, sometimes you just get a blanket put on top of you as a receiver. You can't get open. You're not winning the leverage battle. Um, the, the routes that are being called aren't going to get you open. Um, it, there's a million different reasons. Um, but to your point, it's not always the quarterback finding that one person that's not even on his progression that we see on Saturdays as fans. Um, a, a lot of the work has to be done uh, by the backside receivers, by, of course, the offensive line blocking, but really the, the main receivers need to get open because that's where his eyes are going immediately. So if you're not getting a whole lot of time on offense as a quarterback, uh, you need those first couple progressions to get open in a hurry. You know, we're catching up with Jay, Jeb Blazevich here on ESPN Radio. And, Jeb, uh, sticking with that defense, I don't know that they've played an elite offense yet. And they've made some good offenses look really bad, i.e. Arkansas. I mean, you saw what they did uh, to Texas A&M the week before, and then zero points in the furthest they got was Georgia's 34. But I know most Georgia fans out there, and uh, as a former Georgia player, I know you're a Georgia fan now, there's a little bit of apprehension. You want to say that this defense is great and it can carry you uh, to where the ultimate goal is at the end of the season, but I still think there are a couple of question marks, not necessarily in the play of the defense so far, just in you haven't seen them play a truly elite offense yet, and you might not until Atlanta. I think that's a great point. And uh, my championship run, uh, we won the SEC championship and the Rose Bowl championship. I think that was the same kind of feeling where – we kept playing teams, and we said, oh, they're really not that good. They're really not that good. They're really not that good. Um, and around this time, I think this will be one of those games where we start to know, oh, maybe Georgia just really is better than everybody, and it's not everybody else isn't a good team. It's just, hey, we're really the truth here on defense. Uh, I think the secondary is yet to be really tested. Um, I think there's a lot of question marks. But this is one of those games where you're going into a very hostile environment and it's going to show on Saturday, is Georgia really all that, or have they just had a couple things go well their way? Well, and JT Daniels apparently still dealing uh, with that nagging injury and not throwing again today at practice. Looks like it could be Stetson Bennett going again for Georgia. He's a guy that's already beaten Auburn once in his career. He did it last year, that time at Sanford Stadium. But I wanted to ask you about this offense and specifically coming off the Arkansas game. B.J. Bennett always brings up Kirby Smart's record uh, when Georgia rushes for over 200 yards, and it's elite. I, I don't know that he's lost more than two games uh, or – I don't know that he's lost when Georgia's done that, but it's we see the run game, and we know Georgia wants to be a power-running football team. Do you think that was more so what Arkansas was presenting and Georgia just took advantage of that, or do you think we actually saw a culture shift this past weekend where Kirby Smart got into somebody's ear and said, listen, we got to start handing it to these backs? Yeah, I think that's, again, a great question. It could be a lot of different factors. Um, I, I definitely think J.D. being out – not that Stetson is not more than capable to be one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. Um, I, I think part of it, too, is, hey, you're going against Sam Pittman, and nothing is a bigger statement than running on your former offensive line coach to help establish sure. that culture of physicality. Um, I, I think there's a bunch of different things that play into it, but at the end of the day, Georgia is relying heavily on the running backs. They have the receiver talent. Um, I, I think we still need to figure out how to use the wide receivers, but in terms of the tight ends and some of the creative ways that we can get ball players the ball, um, I, I think you're going to have to see them continue to explore that and continue to get the passing game cranked up because 
running the ball all over teams is going to work, but later in the season you're going to run into some defenses that are starting to look a lot more like yours, and they're not going to let that happen. For sure. Uh, and sticking on that offensive side of the ball here with you, Jeb, uh, you play tight end at Georgia, and there's just – I don't know that many teams, maybe outside of Miami, have the track record at tight end in college football history. I mean, just in the recent past, right, uh, you've had yourself, Arthur Lynch, uh, Orson Charles, you've had the Leonard Popes, the Randy McMichaels back in the past, Ben Watson uh, just retired from the league, right, just elite tight ends after elite tight ends. Have we ever seen two physical freaks at tight end for Georgia like we have right now with Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington? Uh, not at all. And, I mean, even though Fitz in the mix, he is a huge block and tight end. And I, I tell people all the time, I would not sniff the field if I was a Georgia today. <laughs> <laughs> the individual talent and how they're playing as a unit is absolutely amazing to watch. Um, I'm in a big group text with a bunch of different tight ends, um, a lot of those that you just mentioned. And uh, every Saturday it gets cranked up talking about how they're using our boys out there. So it, it's been really, really entertaining to watch. But um, even more importantly, I think it's really helped them win a lot of these games. How backbreaking for a defense is that? I know, again, talking to Arthur Lynch here, not Arthur Lynch, sorry, Jeb Blazevich. We were just talking about all those old Georgia tight ends, man. I just, I'm just, i just going to start calling you Randy McMichael soon. Uh, talking to Jeb Blazevich here, how backbreaking is it for a defense when you all of a sudden you have everything covered up on the outside and you're, you're clogging up the run lanes, but then you get a tight end like yourself coming over the middle and you're like, all right, I'm one-on-one on a linebacker. That's just That's got to be backbreaking, heartbreaking. Just throw your clipboard down for a defensive coordinator if you have all those options on offense. Well, I think these tight ends, they're, they're becoming a lot more specialized and a lot more threatening in the passing game. Um, I think that's really the biggest matchup. You can go from, hey, we need a nickel in there to, all right, we need more of a, uh outside linebacker that we're just shoving in the mic spot to be able to take care of this guy. So you can't play with the same personnel, and you're having to guess on the strength of the offense that series based on the personnel that you have out there can't sub guys in when it's a pass versus a run um, and it's just rare to see the athleticism evolve to the linebackers the same way that it's evolved to the tight ends at least the individual talent that Georgia has I think that's something where you're going to see a lot more of these really stout linebackers that can again block it and take on blocks the way that these tight ends are blocking but also get into the pass game and their coverage it's just hard to be a big physical linebacker and be able to fly around. And that's why you see the guys that can do it, they're usually going first round. How big is it going to be when you do get a Karis Jackson and you do get a Dominic Blaylike coming back full speed? Because I know right now, Kirby Smart said it repeatedly the past couple weeks, you're rocking out with three wide receivers, 11 personnel pretty much on 90% of your plays right now. Uh, And every now and then you'll go two tight sets. But for the most part, Georgia's going with three wide receivers, and they have six healthy wide receivers right now. How big is it going to be to get a guy like Dominic Blaylock back and a Karis Jackson? Well, again, I think they need to continue to develop the passing game. The, the running game will get them far, and I think it'll get them to the dance. But if they were to go on and beat the Auburns in Jordan-Hare Stadium and, and win these big games, um, they're going to need to start to develop those guys, and they're going to need to start to have defenses respecting it. And right now you're just not seeing a whole lot of production. Now my hope is that, again, it's some of the injuries and it's some of the we're going to withhold – some of these things, some of the plays, and more of the creative options. Um, but I, I definitely think we need to get 
the ball into those um, playmakers' hands, um, it's just going to open up the running game even more once you start to stretch the field. All right, you got Auburn coming up this weekend. Any special memories from you uh, from that rivalry series? Oh, gosh. I think the only – we beat them every single time except for one. So, of course, that's the only thing that stood out is just being in Jordan-Hare, having it absolutely rocking. Oh, is that, the, uh, is that the dog crap comment? Oh, yeah, yep. definitely. We, we didn't forget about that. No. <laughs> we took care of that business when it mattered most. But that is a fun stadium to play in. Um, probably one of the worst visiting locker rooms in the SEC Here in my experience. Uh, so it's it's just going to be a fight by the time they get there until the time they leave. Can can Georgia go in with the same game plan they had this past weekend uh, against Arkansas and win? Stetson Bennett at quarterback, throwing the ball 11 times, running the ball, and then just that defense? I, I honestly don't think so. I think they're going to have to continue to take another step, continue to develop their offense, show more of, of what they're capable of, and get the ball into all the playmakers' hands. Um, I, I think, again, when Georgia gets that in their mind and the run game is working, they're not going to be beat. Uh, but to win with a statement like they did last week, I think they're going to need to open it up a whole lot more. Jeb Blazevich joining us here on ESPN Radio, former Georgia tight end. Jeb, we really appreciate the time, man. Enjoy uh, Saturday. It's going to be an awesome game, 3.30 on CBS. No more uh, top 10 noon kicks uh, going forward. we got a bunch of 3.30 <laughs> games coming up. Jeb, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Again, Jeb, Jeb Blazevich joining us here on ESPN. There's a town in South Georgia where the water is clean. The live lollies grow tall. Winners ain't mean. The people who live there are the kind you can't trust. They all grew up riding. Appreciate Jeb Blazevich hopping on the show with us there. Again, second down presented to you by the Uniform Source. Got so much more to dive into. I mean, guys, we're going to talk about it ad nauseum, and I'll give you the the statement from the Jaguars coming up, but how rough do you think Urban Meyer's Sunday morning was? For those of you who haven't seen the videos – Two verified videos of Urban Meyer at an establishment in Ohio that he owns surfaced over the weekend where uh, Urban Meyer was getting handsy and comfortable with someone, not his wife. And since then, there's been a lot of quote-unquote closed-door meetings with the Jaguars. I'll give you the full Jaguar statement from Shad Khan that they put out about an hour or so ago. But just that, because listen... We've all been out, and then the next morning you wake up and you're like, I did what the night before? Well, I think that's part of it too, right? I mean, but I texted who the night before. But my yeah. question is, how rough do you think Urban Meyer's Sunday morning was? Because I, I have to imagine that was bad. I had to be extremely. Like, number yeah, one, hungover. In a lot of different ways. Yeah. Number one, hungover. Mm-hmm. But, like, you open that phone and you see those. No- I can't imagine what those notifications were like. Right. Well, yeah, and and that's the kind of morning. Well, I I don't know uh, normally what what he has right if he has someone managing his own notifications because I'm sure there's a lot of flying through. But uh, like, he's got to see all of them uh, in a morning like that. No, that's that that that's had to be, you know, for him one of the worst mornings to wake up to. Then again, it it feels worse, but I don't. It feels worse, but I don't feel bad for you. You know what I mean? I'll, yeah. I'll say it like that. It feels worse because he knows. 
that's all on him. Like, like it's not one of those things where you're having. A I rough hope he morning. does. Yeah, it's like it's, you're having a rough morning or whatever, and and it's something you can't control. No, 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 no. That's uh, something you're 150 percent responsible for, um, and and a lot of different things you're very responsible for, um, and. You know, I, I don't you, know you that, didn't handle it in a good way. So I don't know no, that we got I, I can't full say. true story on this because he initially came out and like when he apologized to the players, which apparently he never did like a full team meeting. It was just a room by room with the different player groups apologies, and it was like, oh, I was at my bar. There were some friends there, and they were just they were grabbing me and trying to get me out uh, on the dance floors. I should never put myself in that situation, but you know, it wasn't what it looked like. Uh, you, you have that, and then you have the apology after the statement. It's like, bro, we have the video. Yeah, I got two things to say about this. One, if I was him waking up on Sunday morning, I, I wouldn't be too mad. You're still making millions. Put it like you that. hope. Yeah, well, <laughs> you hope. But two, also, I mean, that was after a loss. So that's the bad thing. You just lost to the Bengals in which you was thing? up. You are a married head not, coach see, in the NFL. See, that's the thing. I don't even get into all that. I'm worried. I'm worried about Urban Meyer, the head football coach. You just lost the game. You don't like – you just came out before the season saying you don't like losing. And then now you've lost, what, four straight games? Well, apparently games? he dislikes losing so much that he had to seek comfort <laughs> somewhere <laughs> else. Yeah. I mean, it's bad, though. And then you have the GM calling him out. Uh, you had a player call him out earlier today. Uh, it's it's pretty bad. So, uh, I just I, – I don't understand that. As a coach, you lose a game on a Thursday. Maybe, you, you know, spend a little time because that's I, – I guess the bar was his – um, he has like a share. He owns it. What not? Yeah. Whatever. But you come back and you you know you do team meetings and look at film on that Saturday and Sunday with your team. You just lost. You're over yeah, four. And the thing that, that if you want to go with the football perspective of it, canceled the meetings on Monday. Oh lord. Because <laughs> it's like either a it was, it was well, probably two things. It was a just catastrophe, damage control. Yeah. And as and a player, two, how do you feel and about then two, that? Two. I mean, he's older, so like depending mm-hmm. on you know how many cosmopolitans you had. Maybe still nursing that headache a little bit mm-hmm. on a Monday. So I mean, absolutely. It's, but it's again, like Cam said, you're getting paid millions of dollars. But I think Cam is twofold. He is the head coach, and that obviously is intrinsically involved in football. But he is the one of the faces of the organization. That's true. And I think we have to like put different names on it, right? Like, uh, imagine if Arthur Smith had been busted doing that, right? It's just it's it's rough. It's a bad look for anybody. And the fact that you're off to, like you said, you haven't won a game yet. You had just lost. You didn't fly back with your team. And then that's all the football stuff. You're a married representative, one of the biggest representatives of our company, of our organization, of our team. You're the, a married representative of the team. And you're out doing that, acting a fool in a bar. Uh, I think that's a rough look. Shad Khan said, I have addressed this matter with urban specifics of our conversations will be held in confidence. What I will say is his conduct last weekend was inexcusable. I appreciate urban's remorse, which I believe is sincere. Now he must regain our trust and respect. That will require a personal commitment from urban to everyone who supports represents or plays for our team. I am confident he will deliver. We'll see. Like, I mean, Cam, like, like, honest to God, if, if a video surfaced of me doing that, I don't know that I'd have a job on Monday. Oh, nah, nah. You probably wouldn't, yeah. Especially as an NFL coach, no. But, man, it's it's a circus. It's a circus at uh, Jacksonville right now. 
I don't right, know that's the other it. thing I was going to say. Is it's not like he's had a clean track record coming into this. Even yeah. if you just want to start yeah. from when he was took over as the head coach of the Jaguars. Everywhere he goes, it's. I mean, I love Urban Meyer, the coach, but everywhere he goes, it's something. Florida, mm-hmm. Ohio State, and then you know he comes down. You give Tebow a, a chance to play. You have the. Uh, I think Tebow's like the the least of the. He brought in somebody. Was it the special teams kind of no, like uh, uh, the strength and conditioning coach strength, from yeah. Iowa? Yeah, and he yeah. was beefing with some of the players. Kind of who had like recently been off. dismissed for. Racially charged accusations. It, it, it's right. all. It's weird, man. And you want to come in here with a clean slate? It's the NFL, and you started off zero and four, just came off of L, and you doing this? I mean, it's not a good look. And it's like I said, there, there is. You said it, there's a track record at the different institutions, uh, and then I mean, everyone keeps bringing it up, like the thirty for thirty for that Florida football team while he was there was going to be nuts. <laughs> when and if nuts. it ever gets produced, <laughs> but I don't know if they'd be able to air it on ESPN. But then the. All the stuff that went on with the wide receiver coach at Ohio State and the domestic violence and not inherently covering it up, but also not putting his foot down. I mean, maybe call it covering it up, not sharing the information with police. Yeah, like it's not uh, doing a lot about it. Yeah, correct. So I mean, it's a it's a track record. It's not like he came in with a clean slate and this is the first time we see him slip up. Right. Exactly. And and it, that's the thing is is you know he's not the only ones and we're not the only ones that know that. Uh, you're, you're dealing with you're dealing with grown men who are. Are trying like fighting for their livelihood. Well, no, and, and, but a lot of grown men who make more money than you inside the organization. Yeah, absolutely. You're and not the you're not the head guy. Like the, yeah. the biggest no. person in college football is the head coach. That's not the case in the NFL. Well, you're not the head guy, and I know if I'm a, I'm a football player of that organization right now, I'm looking at hey, that's not my head guy either. Yeah. Like 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 uh, we heard from a, a player earlier today saying basically he didn't have a lot of credible credibility. Coming in the season, now he's lost it. Yeah, he had zero equity in the NFL. Yeah. He came in as an experiment. Of course, like we're we're zero and four already, and you're doing that on even on our weekends. Mm-hmm. Like we're out here trying to get better. Like even if we go out and celebrate whatever, like you look for more from your head coach. You look for a leader from your head coach, and and you know, hunkering down and, and trying to get things right. Not what we just saw. Go ahead, Cam. If he goes. Like what? Let's say he goes two and fifteen, two, three and fourteen. Does he have a job next year? Yeah, he's if, if he's made it through this, I can't imagine anything short Oof. of another scandal is going to get him fired. Man, like if he's made it through this, the roster is not good. Not oh, yeah, it's terrible. The, the roster is not good. I mean, but, I but think, this is but, a roster. Like, like you would literally double your win count if you win two games. So I mean, that's yeah. true. I, I I don't think Urban Meyer is going to get fired this year. Um, I think it's a three, four year process with them. It's going to be a long time. But I mean, if something else like this happens, I think what's more worrisome than anything, if you're looking at it from the business perspective, because mm-hmm. the worrisome thing for me is just the the act itself, especially from a married guy and a guy who appears that the young lady in the video is about half his age, if not a third his age. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have the video. video, and then you have the pictures and stuff, right. and that's the other and thing the is screenshot. there's multiple people. I think like, I think it's the I think it's the lack of awareness if you yeah. are if you are going to have your personal life and you're going to do whatever you do in your personal life that's fine have your personal life things going on it's you have to be situationally aware that you're a public figure and that cameras are everywhere yep stuff like that like none of it has come out none of it is criminal right right and I, I think that's the the interesting role and in, in part it's the morality we all play of in this it. yeah, yeah. It's the morality, and it's the how you represent your company. Again, you gotta yep. know who you are. And, and yeah, if you're if you're a face of an organization, you're out doing something like that. There's a lot of companies where you wouldn't be working for them right now. Yep. And I, I think that's a rough look for Urban Meyer. I feel bad uh, for his family, and uh, I feel bad for the girl in the video as well for having to deal with all of that. 
because now she's front and center in the media because some creepy 60-year-old dude was drunk and hitting on her. Yep. That's where we're at. Yep. And Jaguars football. I mean, let's be honest. Who knows, like, if if they have any idea. Like, a lot of people in that bar could have had no idea who, who he was Bro, in the first place. PJ, I don't know. PJ. Oh, they know Urban PJ. Meyer. Yeah. You're in Ohio. Yeah, they mean, know him. You, you don't. And he owns know, the dude. bar, too. Yeah, yeah PJ, sure, you're in Ohio. Someone could have said that's the owner of the bar over there, and they're like, oh, really? He's hitting on me. Like, whatever. Nah, that was he. He was a coach of Ohio. What four or five years ago? Who knows? I'm not how, saying she knows, but you said you, like there's like, a chance people didn't know he's like no. There was at least half that bar knew who that was. Oh okay. yeah, if I walk in right. the bar, well then there's I, I know who Urban like, But it's like, it's like like Kirby Smart That's walks in any bar, any bar in Georgia, at oh, least yeah. half the people in there know who it is. Yeah, sure. I mean, You're you still TJ, half. There's though. a great story from Auburn where T.J. Finley went to Longhorns mm-hmm. after the game when they beat uh, Georgia State and he had that last second drive. Went to Longhorns because that's where he goes with his parents after yeah. games. And the hostess was like, it's going to be an hour. And then one of the other ones comes up and goes, no, you see him right now. That's our quarterback. There's also <laughs> last, last weekend, what? There was a, there was a picture of uh, Mick Jagger at a bar. And he, no fair. one knew who he was. He was just hanging out by himself. That's fair. Me? but I, it's, I don't uh, even really like, not even that big of a fan. And I'm like, dude, what in the world? He should be crowded by like at least 10 to 15 people. Maybe they'd already gotten that know. out of the way. Maybe they did. Who knows? Either way, I'm just saying. I will say it is interesting seeing celebrities in public because you have to kind of do a double take because they right. look completely different in real life than they do on the screen. Like, yeah. And then I got Owen Wilson out of bar. That's pretty And cool. it took me a yeah. second. I kind of had to like keep looking down. And I was like, that's – and my friends were like, nah, that's not – I was like, that's him. He had a beard, but I saw that nose, man. Yeah. I knew it was him. <laughs> just me walk and, up and Owen, be like, man, wow, and see what he says. I wasn't that big of a jerk, DJ. <laughs> See what he says, you know? I just said, big fan of your work. And he was like, wow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's he fantastic. Said, he said, no, I appreciate that. And I, you know, that's yeah. where we're at. Also, met Arthur Smith. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. met Arthur. No, not Arthur Smith. Uh, Mike Smith, the other Smith that used oh. to coach the Falcons. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mike yeah. Smith. Yeah. And I was like, man, you're shorter than I thought you'd be. <laughs> I just, I, I figured, like, standing on the sidelines next to all those behemoths, that right. he'd be just like, I was like, he'd be a regular size guy. I was like. Mike, what's going on down there, big guy? As a short person, can confirm, we love to hear that. He's yeah. about your size. Yeah. yeah. No, we love to hear that. Yeah, we love You're to actually hear that. a lot shorter than I thought you would be, and you're, I yeah, mean, I already thought you were short. Sometimes I get offended, but I, I remember <laughs> in college, I, I met some girls. Cam, you're going to make you're gonna make PJ mad, because you are significantly taller than PJ, so you can't be it talking about what, being I, short. It is what it is, I met man. some girls in college, and they finally see me for the first time. They always oh, see no. me on social media. Yeah. They're like, we thought you was tall. I'm oh, like, no. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know exactly. what? I'm done talking to y'all for That's the rest you, of the night. You, you take those oh, low man. angle pictures, and it makes you look taller than you are. Cam. I don't even try. You're out here, I you're out nice here search trapping and catfishing. Oh no, 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 no! If anybody wants to know, I'm five seven, five seven. There's no height there shaming go. on this show. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Like, you know, yeah, I'll leave that. I like, <laughs> I like my size, man. I like being. Oh man, I, I'm not cool. even gonna go there. We gotta go to break. Yeah, right? We do. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll talk more about PJ's height after this. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. PJ, Kentucky, uh, I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if we can talk about it enough. Kentucky beat Florida yes. on Saturday. Yes. I just want to say that again. Kentucky beat Florida on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You see who ran back that block kick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wayne, <laughs> Wayne County's own Trevin Wallace. Oh, yeah. With yeah, a big fantastic. old kick return. Man, it's, it's, it's great to see. 
I think you absolutely know, zero guys people, doing well. I think it's absolutely zero people who saw him play in high school were surprised when he housed that. Oh, no doubt. Dude yeah. was a monster. Yeah, everything he was he was doing there at Wayne County, as you mentioned, what he was he was doing it in a big way. So running back, tight end, wide receiver, yeah, defensive end. He's a monster. Middle linebacker. Obviously, as you saw, very athletic as well. So big to see Kentucky get a big victory. Will Levis kind of stay out of the way as much as possible and not not mess anything yeah, Kentucky up. Kentucky had like 200 yards in that game and they yeah. won. Yeah, that's no, pretty incredible. It's yeah. the most Kentucky way to, to to win a big game like yeah, that. Just, but just no, like, as sometimes it's just like just don't let the offense go out there. Just let the defense do stuff. Yeah, and defensively doing doing work too. I mean, a couple coastal Georgia I hope they, guys on that defense. I hope they win this weekend because that would be an undefeated matchup in Sanford Stadium next Saturday. Nah, they're not winning this week. Who they got this week? LSU. Oh, What's so, LSU? I mean, so now, basically, since since what happened with Arkansas, Kentucky's just going to take their spot in the four team SEC playoff. Correct, yeah. and I, I'm I'm absolutely looking forward to it. Three and out coming up next with BJ Bennett, Ben Troop, and Kevin Thomas.